If you've been running your own business for a while, the idea of sitting down late in the year and thinking about the next three or five years might not seem like something you really need to do. But have you thought about how the business you're running is meant to contribute to your personal goals over the near, medium, and long term? Hello, I'm Michael Hayward, host of Coach on Your Shoulder. And today we have a special edition of the podcast to talk about one of my favorite topics and something I've been doing for decades, the annual planning process. But to talk about it in a way that might be new, to speak about three top tips that I have for annual planning for entrepreneurs. Let's jump right in with three top planning tips for entrepreneurs to get you ready for 2024 and beyond. Now, the approach I take to planning is a little bit different from straight-up business planning because as a coach, we think first about how you are doing in your business and how you're planning for yourself and then connect those objectives to your business and how you need the business to grow or maintain to support your personal vision. So let's start with tip number one, and that is think about your personal vision first. Now, what I mean by that, when was the last time you thought about where you'd like to be personally in a year from now or in three years from now or five years from now? You may have other things you'd like to do. So what are they? And when do you want to be able to jump into those new goals or objectives or dreams? Now, goals might be a new business that you want to start up. They might involve a new hobby. You might be planning to do a big trip. You might be thinking about big changes for your family. So what are those things? When was the last time you tried to say, you know what, I'd like to have this by three years from now? So look at that three to five year horizon. Depending on where you are in your career, you might be thinking, how do I plan for significant growth? How do I start a new business? So what would that look like across that time frame? So you hear people say, what would success look like? Well, that's what this would be. If you could get what you were hoping for, what would it be in three to five years? You would like to be making twice as much money. You'd like to have a business that you could sell for a certain amount of money, whatever it is that you would like to do. Now, if you're a bit later in your career, you might be thinking of retirement, crazy as that sounds. If you have retirement on the horizon, when would you like to make that switch? Now, planning for retirement itself is a whole other conversation, so we're not going to go into that, but this is about how do you get yourself prepared from a business perspective to be able to make that kind of major life change. Third way of thinking of it, if you want to live on passive income from your business, when do you want to make that change? So this would be a business that creates a certain amount of income for you where you don't have to actually run it. You've hired people, a general manager or CEO for your business. That person is running the business for you on a day-to-day basis. The business sustains itself well and spins off enough cash as dividends for you so that you can have the life experience you're looking for without having to actually run a business. So it's a big idea, but it could be something that takes a few years to get in position to have. We're thinking about what your personal vision is, and that's the first thing I want you to do. Now, how often do you do it? I think it's a good idea to review your personal vision once a year. It doesn't have to change every year. In fact, I hope it won't change every year that you will say, 
hey, I'm making progress towards a goal. I'm still happy with what that future looks like, so let's keep planning towards that. Or sometimes things change. You're like, you know what? I have a new idea. I want to go into a new kind of a business. I want to become a philanthropist. I want to do something different. So this is the moment where you can make that kind of vision change. Now, within that personal vision, I think you should also take a look at how your recent history has gone. Think about the issues that might be bothering you in your day-to-day. And for example, do you feel like you're working 100 hours a week just to make this thing tick forward? Do you feel like you're the only one that can do anything right around your business? Are you frustrated about the business climate, your staff, your team, or even things happening in your home life or not happening in your home life? I think this is the moment where you start to make a list of what's on your mind that you would like to change. So if you're working too many hours, if your team isn't able to do the stuff that you need them to do, this is a really important thing to wrap into your planning for the next year, because that's the only way you're really going to systematically be able to make the changes that take those frustrations out of your life, that get you to the kind of balance that you want. Third thing to consider with respect to your personal vision, and this one affects each person a little bit differently, but it's really, do you judge your progress by those around you? Do you look at your graduating class from college or business school and say, how am I doing compared to them? Do you need to accelerate? Do you have life objectives that you think you need to achieve? Whether you're judging yourself by other people's standards or not, you may want to, at some point, buy a house. You may want to buy a vacation home. You may want to get a boat. You might have an objective to get a fancy car or something like that. How are you thinking of those types of experiences or material possessions that you think you are ready for and you deserve? Are you putting yourself in a position where you can actually make those things happen? If you know what it is that you want to achieve, you can start to quantify, what do I have to get done? How much money do I need to have? How many things do I have to have in place? How much time do I have to have free? Whatever the thing is that you need to quantify to make that happen, you can write it down and say, this is what I need. And if I want to get this done by the end of 2024, this is what's going to have to happen. The business needs to do for you what you need done. So the second big tip in planning is, therefore, to fit your business goals to your personal vision. Now, what I want you to do at this point is write down those objectives for yourself, okay? Then, as I said, you're going to go through the numbers for your business to decide roughly what you need to get out of your business to make your personal vision a reality, right? So fitting those business goals to your personal vision requires you to write this stuff down. It can't be floating around in the air with you thinking, oh, I'd like to buy a house. If you don't write it down in a way that you can quantify what it takes to buy a house, where you are today, and where you need to get to, to make the purchase decision and be realistic about being able to buy something, qualify for a mortgage, or buy the thing outright, or however you need to approach this thing. But if you don't write it down, you're never going to know how far away you are from your goal. So when you compare your numbers today to where you need to be, that's your gap. That's the gap that you need to close, and your business is there to close that gap for you. Now, if it's a multi-year target, then divide the gap by the number of years you have to go. 
You can do that in a linear way for now. And that tells you how much do you have to accomplish each year between now and the time you want to reach that target. So you see, this isn't rocket science, right? This is pretty basic stuff. You just need to actually write it down and do it. Commit it to paper, commit it to yourself, commit it to your family, and suddenly you're going to be on track to actually do it. Okay, so now you're going to say, okay, based on where I expect to be at the end of 2023, now I know how much I need to grow in 2024 to make at least the right amount of progress towards your goal. That winds up being your financial business objective for 2024. Now you want to put the test of reasonable on it. Does it look like something that can actually be accomplished in the current business environment? I think if you want to give yourself that reasonable test, that's going to be your baseline because what you really want to figure out is, can you go a little bit faster than that? Of course, if you go slower, it means you're not going to reach your target because every bit that you don't get this year, you're going to have to make up for in future years. And if you're constantly underperforming that target, you're not going to make your goal because the, it's just going to turn into a cliff of objectives that you're going to look at and say, now it isn't reasonable and it's going to be impossible for you to get there. So what you want to do is figure out from a point of view of reasonableness, can you get that done in 2024? Can you set yourself a target to exceed that by a certain amount? And so that can be your stretch goal. You may have heard of stretch goals. Add 20% to the baseline. Add 50% to the baseline if you think that's something you can realistically aim for. Doesn't mean you have to achieve it. You know, there's a saying I heard a long time ago. It says, we shoot for the moon. That way, if we don't make it, at least we achieve a stable orbit. So you're not trying to achieve the minimum. You're trying to exceed the minimum so that you are making rapid progress towards your goal. Okay, now you have to figure out how to make this happen. If you are a solopreneur, you are probably in a position to know all the things you have to do to make it possible to reach your targets. If you are running a business, you've got two employees, five employees, 50 employees, 100 employees, doesn't matter. Now's the moment you bring your team together. Ask them how they can contribute to your goal. This is different from bottom-up planning where you say to the team, oh, what can we accomplish? See, this is the point where if you know where you're going, you are going to be able to get a deliberate pathway there. If you don't know where you're going, any road is going to get you there and your team's not going to be able to help you with it. But if you can lay out for the team, this is what my objectives for the business are. My objective is to grow it by this much. And you don't have to explain to them all the reasons why you want it to grow that much. If it's your own business and it's not a public business, it's something you can keep for yourself. But you want to say, this is how much the business should grow. But rather than say, here's how I want you to grow it, ask your team, how can we get from here to there? Because if your team understands where you want to go and understands that you're asking for their opinion on how to get there, they're going to be so much more engaged in actually getting the business to that objective. They're also going to be able to help you with your test of reasonable objectives. Is it possible to do? So be open to things that might hold them back. This is an important moment for your team to be able to say to you, you're going to need more people. You're going to need more equipment. We're going to need more 
salespeople, we're going to need something to get from here to that kind of a goal on this kind of a timeline. Now, don't settle for just hire more people unless that's the way your business works. If you've truly got a linear business and it's about manufacturing or assembling and it takes more people to do more things, that's fine. But I would challenge your team to answer the question, what can we stop doing that isn't productive or doesn't contribute to that goal so that we have the bandwidth to get the growth that we need? You'd be amazed the kind of busy work that winds up in organizations, especially ones that have been around for a while, where the thing that they're doing, the report that they're writing, the task that they're doing, the way they get something done, the processes have been there for a long time. And when you really scratch below the surface to say, why do we do that? Well, the answer comes back. That's how we've always done it. And that's almost never a good answer. I don't want you to think that this is about throwing everything in the air and hoping that we can get rid of some stuff when it lands back down. We're not trying to destabilize your business. What we are trying to do is ask, are we using our time as effectively as possible? Are there things we could stop doing today that aren't contributing to the business in a meaningful way that would get us the time so we can start doing something new that will get us where our business needs to go? You also want to ask, what training or tools can you add to your team to make them more productive? But don't dictate. Let them tell you what they need. And when they tell you what they need, listen. And when they say we need to make an investment, go back to your numbers and say, okay, if I need to make that kind of investment to get the growth that I'm looking for, how does that change how much revenue I need to offset the added cost of these things? And are we still on track? If you can figure out how to get the growth out of that investment in a way that helps you reach your goals, then you should seriously consider doing what they're asking for. Once you've got all of that feedback from your team and you've been able to establish a new set of objectives, and whether you're tweaking your strategy or adding some new strategies to this, or you've changed your tactics around, or you want to invest in new processes, you now have the information you need to set out each of your team's individual and team goals in a way that actually looks like it's going to support your overall business goals. So these are three top tips that I would give to an entrepreneur to plan for 2024. They are, think about your personal vision first. Where do you need to be in a year, in three years, in five years? Then fit your business goals to your personal vision. Design your business in such a way that it supports those personal goals. And then third, bring your team together to ask them how they can contribute to achieving your business goals so that you have a powerfully motivated team to help you get there. Now, there's a lot that can go into this kind of a conversation, and this is where having an executive coach can help. A person who isn't in the weeds of your numbers isn't in the weeds of your team, isn't attached to your business or your personal outcomes in the same way that you are or your family is, can really ask, where do you want to go? Can help you fit the business goals to the personal plan and help with the questions of, is it reasonable? Are you setting yourself objectives that you can meet or exceed? Or are you putting yourself in position to lose? There's value in bringing as many voices to the table as possible to help you get a fully rounded view of where you'd like to go. 
You've been listening to Coach on Your Shoulder. I'm Michael Hayward. Coach on Your Shoulder is a weekly podcast that you can subscribe to in all the finest podcast outlets. Coach on Your Shoulder is co-produced by Melissa Simmons of Luminology. If you have questions about finding a coach or how you can get the most of a coaching relationship, drop us a line. We always love to hear from listeners like you.